0: What's going on, guys? Jeremy here, episode number one, coming to you uh, today from McAllen again, sharing with you guys a little bit today. Uh, the title of today, of course, is "If You Can't Find It, Create It." And um, if you haven't noticed, I'm going to be separating the podcasts into um, kind of into topics. So when I talk to you today about if you can't find it, create it, uh, today I'm going to start start with uh, the side of faith. And the reason why I'm talking and I'm going to split it is because there's some people that want to have the conversation of faith. And there's some people that are not looking for the conversation of faith, but this idea that if you cannot find something that you should create it, um, it's, it's, it's pertinent to, to faith. It's pertinent to business. It's it, You can relate it to life. You can relate it to, um, whatever it is that you want. Now there are certain things that can't be created. So today we're talking to you about, like, I want to talk to you guys about the environments that we live in. So I'll tell you guys this much. I grew up in church and, um, And there was a lot of things that I saw wrong with it. At the age of 15, of course, I did uh, move out of my house. I did get into a big fight with my parents. I did uh, decide uh, to start doing uh, things that were not uh, age appropriate or even allowed or even uh, permissible or even tolerable by people of faith or from the faith side of life, right? But um, I started living wrong. I started, I I, I remember I was a freshman in high school. I got into a huge fight with my parents, with my dad mainly. And I, and I left the house and I called some friends and I was like, Hey, where are you guys going? What are y'all doing? Found the party, decided to get drunk, decided to do things that I normally didn't do. And, uh, and that was the start of the slippery slope. Like that was the open door that I walked through. And the truth is that, um, I learned a lot I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna glorify the life that I lived or the things that I did. But the things things that I want to talk to you about today is about if you can't find something, create it. So one of the biggest reasons why I think I walked away from faith was um, at the age of 15 was because I I didn't see it. Um, I was presented more religion than I was faith. I was presented more, um, here's the rules that you live by, um, and some of them you couldn't question. Some of them were just like, hey, here's what you do, and that's it. Don't even ask. Um, Today, I I mean, I have a, a different stance than some people. Some people... Um, condone certain things and some people don't. And I'm, a, I'm just like, look, we have to have a biblical backing if we're going to stand on something as far as faith goes. So take this, take this, all right? What is right and what is wrong and how do you decide that? To me, I think that what is right and what is wrong should be decided uh, definitely by the filter of scriptures. And so there was things that I saw that I just, it was more of a show. And if you want to talk about it, let, I mean, let's go in depth with this, right? Like, I did not see the church that I saw in the Bible being lived out in my local church, in my local environment, in the community that I lived in, in the community that I called my church. It was more, let me follow the order. Let me follow the things that have been done since X amount of years ago. And it's one of the things that I'm super against, right? I teach I teach a class at a seminary called, uh, called Personal Evangelism. And in this class, I go in depth to the uh, the start, to the foundation, the inception of churches, and when they started, and their founders, and their belief systems, and what they took and what they didn't take from the Bible, what they added as far as their books, their likings, their their preferences. Um, my father has been saying this for the longest time. I mean, there's forty one thousand denominations. How many how many people have interpreted things differently, and um, and thus made a movement of it? And so, in my pursuit of of not being able to find uh, a community of people that I thought were living out the word the way I thought we should be living it out. We decided to start a church um, pretty close to 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. Um, we partnered with some people. We started having Bible studies in my home. We grew. Um, and it was an environment where really we were pouring into people and trying to teach them the right ways. Now, here's here's something given. Um, there's going to be a lot of different people probably hearing this from the side of faith that you're going to be either from the pastor side, from the conservative side, from the, you're right. Tell the pastors that they're wrong. You're going to have the pastors or the people that are a little bit in leadership saying, well, you know, Jeremy, you shouldn't go there because the people are going to say this. I'm just going to be honest and blunt and just be true. I got criticized. I got told that I was just trying to push rules on people. But no, I was trying to tell them the biblical truths that you, not, you cannot be blessed if you live this way. And there's people that condemn me for judging them. And there's people that condemn me for this and for that and for the other. But the truth is that the intentions of our heart have always been um, to build a church, to build up a church, to build up people that know the word, that can teach the word, that wanna love, that wanna grow, that wanna serve, that wanna go help, not only here, not only in our surrounding area, not only in our state, not only in our country, but other places. There's two things that I I tell people. Look, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, um, Jesus told uh, his disciples that they would, he told his disciples that they should do three things. And if you've never read the Great Commission, I highly, highly recommend you open up your Bible Right? He said, "Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations." He told them, "Baptize them and continue to teach them." Right? In those three things are our blueprint. That's our guideposts. That's our lines. That's those are the things we should be doing. Right? Um, make disciples of all nations, not just of your hometown, not just of your backyard, not just of your community, not just of the people you like, not just of the people of your race or your liking, or today whatever you want to call it. I mean, just go down the list. It goes into everything. Um, One of the things that I've really been privileged to see during the last year and a half is is meet a plethora of people through driving Lyft, all different types of of people, walks of life, lifestyles, practices, habits, um, beliefs, belief systems. And what we're trying to do in McAllen and what I'm trying to do as a whole and and in in the circle of my friends, um, and what we started was uh, this little community called Lives on Mission. I didn't see the need to start another association. I didn't see the need to start another organization. I didn't see the need to start another ministry. I didn't see the need to start anything else because it's not about our name. It's about what we're doing here in life. And so if you're about starting organizations, great. Go ahead, do that. Do a good job at it. Make sure your organization keeps the heart of what you started from the get-go, which is something that's very tough. And so we started this little organization called Lives on Mission, a little group of people just deciding to live our life on mission, whether it's working part time and doing missions as you can, whether it's just having a full time job and and serving every opportunity you get, whether it's living full time on ministry, whether it's doing occasional mission trips or giving money or giving uh, support or help or whatever it is. And so one of the things that we've done is we've tried to start a church that is focused on doing outreach. A church that's focused on reaching not only our neighborhood city state country um neighboring countries which is as far as we've got to this point but we know that the, the the commission and the call is worldwide and the truth is living in the united states of america like we have no excuse because the nations are here like we're a country of immigrants we're full of you want to i mean now we were in new york in september We did an outreach there uh, all week during the week of September 11th. And I ran into people from every single country of the world in New York. I mean, go to Houston. Houston's one of the most diverse cities in the world. Um, You know, and the truth is that we have to have, uh, if you can't find what you're looking for, guys, sometimes you're going to have to go out there and create it. Like I grew up in a church and uh, I'm just going to be honest. And it's not bashing my father. It's not bashing my pastor. It's not bashing the people at my church. I didn't find the environment that I was looking for. I was looking for a group of people that could honestly mentor me. And I didn't have that when I was younger today, I, I'm trying to do that with the people that are involved in my life and people that are involved in the church that I go to. Um, you know, sometimes you find that what you needed most is what you need to become today. And that's what I'm trying to do. So today I'm trying to, to let you guys know that you you need to have something in your hand, um, where you can take notes on, whether it's your phone, whether it's a notepad, I noticed that sometimes I'm using my phone, so I don't have the opportunity to take notes. So I got a I got a birthday gift a few days ago. If you didn't know, it was my birthday a few days ago. But I got a gift and I said, you know what? I'm gonna buy something where I can take notes in and I can just have this thing with me. Because you know what? The truth is that you know, we have vision, we have, we have, we have the desire to do more, to, to, to grow, to, to do things, and, and we've had those calling. We've had those callings in life to, to accomplish great things. And if you've ever gone to a church service or a Bible study or something and just felt like, man, there's got to be more. And I'm not talking about the service or I'm not criticizing your pastor, your church, just thinking that there's got to be more. You've had that calling. You've had that vision. You've had that 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 those eye-opening experiences that you know that you were called and created for so much more in life. Let me just be honest with you guys. I'm bilingual. I grew up right on the border of two countries. I know both countries. I know people on both sides of the border. I've had the privilege to teach at a seminary for 12 years now where I've seen um, every year, five, seven, 10, three, 12, 15 people graduate from a seminary that I've known and seen and taught for three years that go off to remote places throughout the country of Mexico. And I have a calling and a passion and a debt to connect people. Connect people from the States that have uh, the financial blessings, the the opportunity to to be a moral support, the opportunity to come and help buy land and build buildings and establish churches in remote cities that you would have never even known existed till we took you there. And so this is creating the environment that I was looking for. You know what? I could criticize my my family and my my church and my pastor and everybody I wanted till, till kingdom come, right? But the truth is that that would not accomplish the goal that God had set in my heart the calling that he placed inside of me. And so today, maybe you're in some remote town in the middle of nowhere. Um, maybe you're surrounded by a ton of churches. Maybe you're surrounded by a ton of people that call themselves Christians, but you're not seeing the environment that you know God has called you to to live in, which is an environment where we can reach out and we, where we can love people, where we can um, tell them the truth in love. You see, the, the thing is Jesus was full of grace, but at the same time, he was full of truth. So like he would accept people knowing knowing what they have been through and here, here's the story, you know, we don't know people's story. We never know people's story. We don't know what they've been through, what they've gone through, um, things they've experienced in their life, the shock, the trauma, the, the hurt, the heartbreak, the deception that people have gone through. And so we're just called to love people, but at the same time, we're also called to be people of truth and people that tell the truth. So have this notepad, you know, whenever you see these things, if you say, you know what, this has got to change and do not don't only just have the vision, but create that, create the environment that you're looking for, create the world that you're seeking to live in, you know, take these notes and write down, hey, this has got to change. Well, okay, now, now that you have it written down on paper or on your phone or wherever it is that you're going to take notes, like, what am I doing to make that a reality? And this is what I'm trying to do to create this a reality. Like, I, I realize that there's people that are in towns, in churches, in places where they feel like, man, I know this is true. And I know I, I believe this and I know I was called to this, but there's got to be more. And so that vision that you have of what you want to create, of what you want to do, of what you want to make in your town, in your home, in your circle of friends, like we created this little movement called Lives on Mission, and it's not even mine. Like I have friends in Mexico, like people that we've helped build churches for that we're doing mission work with, they promote Lives on Mission more than I do. Why? Because they've seen the benefit of the people that have come and bought land and and invested their time, energy, money, efforts to break rocks, to clear land, to build church buildings, to mix cement, to pour a roof, to go do outreach, to invite for VBS, to preach revivals, to to do moral support for the pastor, for the community, for the church, um, to set up um, future medical campaigns in their little towns. So you guys, your memory is going to fail you. And the truth is like right now you may be super inspired, but unless you're taking notes and unless those notes take action, the truth is, and this is going to be hard what I'm going to tell you, is you're just a dreamer who's not doing anything and you are a part of the problem. I've been a part of the problem. For many years, I feel like I was a part of the problem. And like the truth is like, I had this vision to do more, to be more. And you know what I think really woke me up was six years ago when I went head on with an 18-wheeler. I really felt like I woke up. I I was a pastor of a church. I was an instructor at a seminary. I would teach four hours a week at a seminary. I've been pastoring a church. I was leading mission trips, but I felt that there was more And really, the Lives on Mission movement started after I had a head on collision with an 18 wheeler and knew that there had to be more. And the truth is that there's many that will come and there's many that will go and there's many that will claim the faith and there's many that will walk away from the faith, you know? But what can you do? What can you become? What can you create in your community, in your circle of friends? Like if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're looking for somewhere to serve, man, it's so easy. It's so easy. Like just look around, like who's in need. There's a homeless community. Great. Feed them, give them jackets, give them coffee, reach out to them, talk to them, make them feel like human beings. See, I've, I've driven, I've driven Lyft for a year and a half now. And sometimes people get in and they sit in the back and they just jump on their phone and you drop them off. And then sometimes you have people sit in the front, you know, even male, female, even late at night. Like uh, of course, females come and sit in the front and I'm like, I tell them like, Hey, Thanks for sitting in the front. I was like, why'd you sit in the front? They were like, I don't know. I just like to sit in the front. I said, well, I really like when people sit in the front. First of all, because I have a five-star rating, right? And that's just, you know, being a nice person, a nice human being. But the truth is that, that people make you feel like a human being. And you know what? Like everything affects us everything affects us and so if you're thinking like man um, I'm good I, I go to church I believe and I've been baptized or you've done whatever it is that you feel like your church tells you to do that makes you a good person that's great but what have you felt while you were listening to this what have you seen that you could create that you wish to create there there's a and it goes back a, a long time like I don't know if you remember this movie but there was this movie called fields of dreams and this this whole thing was about uh, Kevin Costner building a, a baseball field in his cornfield, right? And it was like if you build it they will come, right? And he kept on hearing this voice saying if you build it they'll come. Like it's not that we have to build something for people to come. It's like we have to be able to see the unseen. And that's what vision is. Like seeing something that's not there as if it is, that's having vision. But well, having vision is great, but until you put action to it, it's just a vision and it's just like Man, I wish that there was like a group of people that would go and do this. I wish that there was this. I wish that there was that. That's vision. I'm not talking about some writing on the wall or something that you see in a trance. I'm not talking about you having breakfast with Jesus physically like some people claim, right? I'm talking about just like, man, what has God placed in your heart? What do you wish to see? I wish to see a group of people that just live their lives on mission when they're at home when they have the opportunity to travel to travel see like a mission trip to me isn't isn't a one time experience where you get out of your circle and you go do something that you don't normally do a mission trip is where you do something at home all the time and you go to another place and you just do what you do at home but you just teach people that have never done it see that's a mission trip with lives on mission it's not a one time experience it's not a go work for 3 days and then toot your own horn and go sit on the beach for the next day or go vacation or tourist or go shopping for gifts for the people that sponsored you, the truth is that if, until we take these notes, until we write these things down and until we start crossing these things off of these notes, our vision is not complete. So God got placed a huge vision in my heart of a year a few years back to create this environment. And that's what we're trying to do with lives on Mission. That's what we're trying to do with our church, Heritage Baptist McAllen. That's what we're trying to do with our circle of friends. That's what we're trying to do um, just with everybody that we meet, like have a bigger calling in life to do something, to leave an impact. Uh, I've read it. I read it today. A friend of mine shared something on on social media about how the flowers don't smell their own scent. The sun doesn't feel the heat. um, The trees don't feel their shade, but they still give. And that the gift of giving, the gift of life is giving. You know, like all that we have, we're called to give, like we were given so that we could share with others so we could give to others. And see guys today, I don't claim to know it all. I don't, I don't want you to think that I'm coming to you from the point of the, of the pedestal or the guru, or the person who's already accomplished it. Like the apostle Paul said, like, I don't claim to have already done it, but one thing I do is I forget the past and I strive forward to what, to the ultimate, to the supreme, to the, to the biggest calling in life, which is a calling of Christ in my life to the vision that God has placed in my heart to fulfill in this life, on this earth, uh, in the boundaries that he's allowed me to walk in, in the vision that he's allowed me to see, in the time that he allots to me. And the truth is that life is a gift. And you see, you can connect the dots looking back. It's easy to connect the dots looking back, but it's tough and it takes faith and it ta- it takes trust and it takes stepping out of our comfort zone to connect the dots going forward. But that's where you just gotta follow your heart and see, guys. I don't, I don't want to today fool you or, or make you think that life's easy or I got it all figured out. I just want you to know that if you can't find the environment that you're looking for, the church that you're looking for, the the uh, the heart and the passion and and the calling that you know God has placed inside of you, go create it. You don't have to ask permission to love people. You don't have to ask for permission to a committee, to people, to to share the gospel. You don't have to ask for permission to a committee, to a person, to a pastor, to anybody, to be the person that God has called you to be. And so today I want to leave you with this guys. If you can't find the life that you're looking for, if you can't find the circle of influences and friends that you're looking for, if you can't find the church that you're looking for, if you can't find uh, the circle of friends that are living their life, um, the way, you know, God has called you to live, go create it, do what it is that you feel God is calling you to do. So I'll leave you with this much guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving me your ear. Um, this is what the podcast is going to be about. Just hopefully trying to share a little bit of light, uh, on your path today's topic faith, I'm going to be talking about the same topic uh, as far as business. I'm going to be talking about the same topic, um, but they're just going to be separated. So this one was on faith, guys. I hope you enjoyed. If there's anything I can do for you, feel free to reach out to me. I am on social media, uh, Jeremy Valladares, uh, Facebook. Uh, If I can do anything for you, feel free to reach out. Um, The podcast right now, this one's being recorded. I still haven't posted them live yet. They're still not active, but when this does come out and if you do get anything of value, man, share this with a friend, Uh, rate it. I mean, shoot, do me a favor. If you think I'm bad, shoot me a text. Tell me what I can better or improve on, right? Don't rate me bad, right? Rate me five stars um, and let's get the word out. Let's keep on doing what we know God has called us to do. So love you guys. If I can do anything for y'all, please feel free to reach out. We will be in touch.